Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are breaking down some players you can get at the end of the drafts called Deep Sleepers that you can take a late round flyer on that could potentially win your league. Let's go! talking about G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Ball... Uh, sorry, find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And uh, thank you for tuning into this video, guys. We're, like we said, going through deep sleepers, players who are ranked. I've put the cutoff here at a Yahoo ranking of 120 or later. Um... In fact, all of these guys are rank 130 or later. Um, some of them going right down into the deep 300s, which I think can definitely still be drafted in standard leagues. So we're going to be going through. There's a fair few names here that I think should at least just be on your radar so that when it gets down to sort of your last three or four picks in a draft, depending on how deep you're going, you can definitely have a look at taking these guys as a high upside flyer type pick. And some of them more so than others, I think have a lot of upside in, in this sort of range. Um, before we get into it, just want to remind you guys that the Ball Boys Championship 30 League is under... Well, I've sent out the invites. Now, I've sent out 30 invites. At the moment, I have... 20, how many people have joined up? 22 people who have accepted and joined um, that league at the moment. So there's eight of you guys out there that have uh, an invitation in your Twitter inbox, Twitter DM. So just go and check that. Um, I will give everyone till the end of this week, till the end of the this weekend to join. And if you haven't accepted the invite there, I will send that out to others who have submitted their reviews. So if you haven't submitted a review, not too late. If you do a really creative one that makes me laugh and I think creative and there's a few spots to, uh, to get in there, I will then send out well, whoever doesn't join up. I will send out their invites to those other people. So still a chance uh, to jump into that league. But thank you very much for those of you who have sent those reviews over and uh, look forward to drafting against you guys very soon. Hopefully, the guys in that league, you, you don't have to watch this video. You can you can go ahead and skip this one. Don't, uh, don't pay any attention. But uh, anyway, let's get into the video and the podcast. Let's talk about Emmanuel Quickly, who is ranked at 130 over on Yahoo. Now, I actually really like Emmanuel Quickly. I think he is someone that has a chance to be a really good player in the NBA. He he really stepped up, and uh, I've said this a few times about him, he really got into the good books of Tibbs's rotation. In the second half of the season, he averaged um, 31 minutes across 40 games. For the season, he averaged 29 minutes per game. Came second in the Sixth Man of the Year award, I believe. And I think that he is... He's now one of Tibbs's guys, and whenever you can be a Tibbs guy... 
that's always a great thing for your value. So I think that despite him maybe not starting the season coming off the bench, I still think he's going to get minutes at least in the high 20s, maybe approaching 30 minutes per game. And in that time, so last year he was 110th. In the last three months of the season, he was the 71st ranked player. Now, he did that by increasing his efficiency. In the last three months, he shot 42% from the field for 18 points, two and a half threes, three and a half assists, and a steal per game. He also hit over 80% from the free throw line on nearly four attempts. So really decent numbers there. He doesn't block shots. He doesn't get uh, many rebounds either. So, but that's okay. He's a point guard, shooting guard guy. You're getting outside the top 120. You're not really expecting that from those types of players, but he can definitely help you in points, threes, free throw percentage, and a little bit of assists as well. And I don't think he's going to be a huge negative to your field goal percentage as he was the previous couple of seasons. So past two years, he was at 39 and 40% from the field. I feel more confident based on what I saw last season and how he performed and the confidence he gained from that, that I think he's going to be at least around that mid-40s mark rather than low 40s, high 30s in field goal percentage. So I feel fairly confident that he's not going to destroy your field goal percentage and he's at least going to provide you with some decent points. And that, again, that kind of Jordan Clarkson type mold and I pick 130, I feel really secure and safe about his role. Um, so I think that there's at least a decent amount of value there. Uh, probably not enough. I don't expect him to be that top 70 guy, which he was um, in the past three months of the season, the last three months where he averaged nearly 18 points um, and did it on really efficient shooting. He actually had stretches where he was averaging, you know, the last month he averaged nearly 23 points per game. I don't expect that, but there will be hot patches there, and he can definitely be someone that helps you out that I think doesn't get a lot of love um, through fantasy circles. So Emmanuel Quickly is the first guy here. Next one, we're going to talk about Denny Avdia, who is ranked 133 over on Yahoo. Now, Denny is someone who... um, I can't really make my mind up. I don't really know if I buy too much in a huge fantasy upside ceiling from him. I think he maybe is a better real-life player than his fantasy stats maybe suggest, but it is the opportunity is there. Obviously, Beal is gone. Kristaps Porzingis is gone. Does he start? I'm not 100% sure. Perhaps they want to maybe start like a Corey Kispert instead of him. Um, you know, you maybe you want to do a Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, Kispert, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Gafford starting lineup. Maybe he could get in there instead of a Kispert. Maybe he even gets in there instead of a Tyus Jones and you run um, Poole at points and Kispert at shooting guard. I don't know if that's really what you want to do. So his role is not as secure to me as someone like... Um, uh, and Emmanuel quickly, and I do think he probably needs a decent chunk of minutes to get standard league relevant value because he's not a huge usage player. He's a low usage player. He doesn't, despite being a really good defender, he doesn't really get steals and blocks at all. His value comes from decent rebounding and assists from the forward position, and again, his percentages are just slightly below average, but again, they're not high volume. So you're really looking for those a little bit of steals, maybe one steal per game, some decent rebounds and some assists. He might hit a three per game. So it's all just okay. Whereas I don't think there's a really sky high upside with Denny uh, Avdia here. So I've listed him here at 133. It's a, it's a name to kind of be across because he is a young player. He is only 22, not yet 23 years old. Um, but I'm not a big believer in terms of his sky-high upside. But again, he is someone at least to, to, to monitor. And if some of these other guys who I believe in more are already off the table, he is a guy that you could probably take a flyer on in the last uh, one or two rounds of your draft. The next guy here, another young player, Jaden Ivey at 136. Now, Ivey, again, similar kind of... Um, Guys, a few of these players will be in terms of that they're young and that the rankings didn't really flatter them too much last year. So in a nine-category sense, he was the 265th ranked player last season in his rookie season, but he averaged 16 points, 1.6 threes, nearly four rebounds, five assists, and nearly a steal per game, which in a, in your rookie season is is pretty bloody good. We know a lot of the times that rookie guards are not good. Um, 
We've seen players like a Darius Garland in the past really turn around those numbers very quickly from year to year. Uh, now, not to say that I think he's going to come out and be a you know top 70, top 80 player. I don't because I do think he does have some deficiencies in terms of he's not an excellent three-point shooter. He doesn't really generate the steals and blocks um, thus far. We haven't seen yet. And the efficiency still has a fair way to go in both categories. I do think his field goal percentage increases. I do think that he might uh, maybe improve his three-point shooting with Cade playing a bit more on ball, but maybe that means he takes a bit of a hit to his overall usage and his assist numbers. So the efficiency versus the slight drop in usage, I still think it's a net positive for him, just going into his second year, being a better player, playing with better players. But I don't know if you're going to get the reward from a Category 9 cat rankings system. But what you will get is a player who can give you some assists, which are hard to find later in drafts. He will give you decent points. I do think that he can improve in his threes. Maybe he can get you a steal or 1.1 steals per game if he's not having to do as much on offense. He can focus a bit more on being a disruptive defender. That's certainly possible. And again, the field goal percentage, I think, will definitely improve um, in year two, as most players do, especially those guards who struggle early on in their careers. So I think he's not necessarily a sky-high, quote-unquote, rankings player, but I do think that he has enough attributes to help your fantasy teams in certain areas when you're looking at the back end of the draft. And and, and who knows? Like He's a talented player. I, I, I am a big believer in him long-term and overall. So sometimes it just is everything can improve very quickly with these kinds of players, like we mentioned with, with Darius Garland before. Actually, let's let's bring up the Garland example because I think he is a bit of a, um, a shining example of this kind of thing. So in his... That's totals. We don't want that. Um, so in his rookie season, he was the 294th ranked player. Then he was the 122nd ranked player. So he's gone shot up 170 spots. And then the... Uh, next season, he was the 36th ranked player. So each season, huge, huge leaps um, in you know not too much difference of, of minutes. He went from 31 to 33 to 36. So three, two to three minute increases each season and massive, massive improvements. Um, and I think that some of those guards, maybe not quite to that extent, but th- that's it's. It's in within the realms of possibility. Now, obviously, you don't draft him with that in mind, but you know, Darius Garland went from 294 to 122nd. I think that's very reasonable for Jaden Ivey to do that. And again, those assists and points can be difficult to find. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The next guy here is Obi Toppin, a little bit older than these last few guys, but definitely has the opportunity in front of him. Um, now, he is someone who I don't think projects too well when you just bring across his fantasy translations and his per-minute upside isn't as strong as you might think. Um, 
He has played minutes as a starter before. So last season as a starting uh, player in New York, he played 31.5 minutes, averaging 21.8, three threes per game. Uh, Only three rebounds, which is interesting. Three assists, 1.2 steals on 58%. Now, the caveat here is that was only in five games. So extremely small sample size. I think that he's someone that, Again, the, the thing that really shines through there is the lack of rebounding for a player at the power forward position. So don't get it twisted that he's going to come out here and average 8, 9, 10 rebounds a game. I don't think that we're going to get that from Denny Abdia. Sorry, not Denny Abdia, Obi Toppin. Um, so despite him having the opportunity there, and it seems, I don't know, lazy, but it kind of gives me the... the um, uh, what's his name? Bloody the guy who is... Hold on, this is going to kill me. Jalen, what was his teammate? Anyway, um, it, it kind of gives me that that player that I don't necessarily believe in his talent. He's got the opportunity here, but how long can he hold that um, spot? I will say that the Indiana Pacers are set up to really succeed for a player like Obi Toppin. They're, they're going to run a lot. Playing next to a player like Tyrese Halliburton will help Obi Toppin a lot, in my opinion, if they can get on fast breaks, catch lobs, shoot open threes. I think Obi can do that. But again, he's not a player that really dominates the defensive stats. The rebounds aren't high. He's not a high assist player either. I mean, he'll get some, but it's just, again, a lot of averageness across the board. So I don't necessarily think he's got like that one category that's really going to shoot him right up the rankings. But he does have the opportunity. So at 142, you could do worse. At least he should be at the start of the season playing 28, 30 minutes a night. And if he can do something in that time, I wouldn't be shocked. But again, kind of like the Denny Abdio situation, I don't know if there's a super high upside here with a player like Obi Toppin. Um, but the opportunity, he might prove me wrong. This next guy here, talk about upside. Uh, he definitely has it. Let's talk about him. Now, I want to clarify something. We're talking about Paul Reed here. Now, he is ranked at 144 on Yahoo. Now, I was talking about Paul Reed, and it kind of didn't sit well with me afterwards a little bit, but I want to clarify what I said in my um, breakout candidates video. Now, I said, I think on the graphic there, I think I had Paul Reed, his ceiling being um, top 40 to 50. Now, now, like, let me clarify. I don't expect that to be what Paul Reed does this season. So I'm by no means saying that you draft him anywhere close to that ranking. But Paul Reed is one of the best per 36-minute players in fantasy basketball. He is a permanent beast. And when you hear comments like um, from Nick Nurse saying, yeah, we're going to we're gonna play him a bunch of uh, minutes next to Embiid. He's going to be doing a lot more this season than I think he's ever done and you've got a player like P.J. Tucker in your starting power forward spot, well, my my top 40 to top 50 upside there was, okay, if he starts and plays 33 minutes a night, that's that's actually conservative compared to what his per 36 minutes would have him ranked. I think I saw a stat somewhere that he was top 20 in per 36 minutes, um, nine category rankings. Now, of course, there's a lot of limitations when it comes to per 36, so you you don't use that. But that's just to be said that if he's getting 30-plus minutes a night, he has supreme, supreme upside. We did say that last year about Isaiah Jackson, and I still stand by that. If Isaiah Jackson was getting 30 minutes a night, he'd be a top 50, top 40 player. But it it didn't happen, did it? So you always have to take these players with a grain of salt, and that's why when Isaiah Jackson was going top 80, top 90 last season, I said, well, hold on, let's go, let's wait up here, guys. And I would say the same thing about Paul Reed. I feel more confident about Paul Reed because I don't think there's much in front of him. Um, whereas last season, we were really relying on a Miles Turner trade. I don't think that needs to happen with Paul Reed. Like There is a very realistic scenario where either PJ Tucker is gone with James Harden and they're like a package deal and they go together. Two, PJ Tucker is just sucky and old and you put Paul Reed out there and he plays um, 28 minutes a night, 26 minutes a night, dominates, gets top 80, top 70 um, per game value, or, or three, I mean, he, he plays, I mean, that, those are the two options really, but it, it means that he's he's got more than one avenue to get there. You don't rely on a, tr- a player being traded um, like an Isaiah Jackson was last season. So Paul Reed is definitely an amazing flyer. Don't get too over over excited. I'd be taking him in the last, 
I'd be happy to take him in my last, my final um, starting roster spot. So if I'm in a 10-team, uh, sorry, 10-player starting roster league, I'm happy to take him with my 10th guy if I really wanted him and he really fit what I was going to do. And then with my next guy, maybe I'm not chasing quite the high upside. I'm kind of just going around early on my upside picks where you would normally do that for your bench. That means you just get a more boring player as your first bench player just to make sure you get this guy who I think of all the players we're going to talk about has the highest upside. But you're not reaching inside the top 100. You're absolutely not doing that because there's still good players you can get there. There's still some really more assured, sure things that you can get at that point. So Paul Reed. Probably the best deep sleeper guy ranked outside the top 120 that I'm going to list today. I definitely believe in him. My projections, I've got him at the moment projected for like 22 minutes per game. And even in that time, I think he cracks my top 100 in minus one rankings. Actually, 21 minutes per night, I've got him projected. And even that's enough to get him at top 100 value on the back of his rebounds, steals, blocks, and field goal percentage. Um, but again, you don't draft in there because so many things can happen. There's a wide range of outcomes here, but that is still to say he is one of my favorite sleepers if you can get him at the right spot. So I hope that all makes sense. I hope that is clear. Um, I'm still very excited for Paul Reed and dude, I've been a Paul Reed fan for the last several seasons and I've been watching and waiting and these comments from Nick Nurse did get me very excited. It also got everyone else very excited. So um, the snowball has begun. So it'll be interesting to see how high he does go when things get close to the season. If we see him starting next to um, Joel Embiid in the preseason, and it looks like he's going to start at power forward, then yes, you can start to draft him closer to uh, pick 100. But for now, probably outside pick 110 is about where I'd want to grab him. Similar kind of thing here with Tari Eason. So Tari Eason was kind of the the guy. I mean, we, we sort of knew this about him last year, or at least I hope you did. I was sort of saying that he's he's going to be that tease kind of like Shangun was in his previous, in his rookie season. Tari Eason was a similar kind of thing where we know when he gets minutes, he's going to be good. Now, the good thing about Tari Eason is I think with Kevin Porter Jr. likely gone from this team, it does affect a lot of the bench players for Houston all positively. So I, I don't necessarily think there's one particular player that gets the uh, like a huge bump. Maybe it is Amen Thompson, who we will talk about later. But it also, I think, helps Tari Eason because there's just... When you had a guy who was probably going to get 28 minutes a night and you're just completely eliminating that from the lineup and not replacing with anything, well, there's just more minutes to go around for those guys who were getting fewer minutes, which was a player like Tari. So I think since that news, that helps me be a little bit more confident um, in Tari's at least playing time. He still will probably more than likely be a steal specialist, but if he can get himself to 26 minutes or more a night, he will definitely be someone that could pretty comfortably crack the 110, uh, top 100 range. I think that when we see the stats that he puts up, I do think sometimes his overall ability gets sometimes overrated. I think he has the potential to be a starter in the NBA, but I don't necessarily think he's going to be a superstar. And this is weird because I was the biggest Tari Eason fan in his draft. I think I had him close to top 10 in his draft year. But... When you look at these Houston Rockets, like they have so many talented players. Like he's not playing more than Fred VanVleet. He's not playing more than Jalen Green. I don't think he should play more than Jabari Smith, Shengun, Amen Thompson, Dylan Brooks. I mean, like as as much shit as you want to give the guy, he's a pretty good defender. If that's what he's locking in and and playing his role in doing, then Tari Eason maybe gets more steals, but Dylan Brooks maybe is still probably a better defender, um, despite the the difference in the numbers. So I think Tari is good, but I also don't necessarily think that the Rockets view him as this long-term, like, lock him into the starting lineup at some point. That's a possibility, and that could definitely be something that, that eventuates. But I don't think that they're, like, just cementing that as, like, part of their future because, the, again, they just have so many other talented players um, that it, it will require, in my opinion more injuries or a trade or something like that for him to really, really break out. So again, compared to someone like a Paul Reed, the likelihood of that happening, I don't see as high with Tari as that player. But again, 
high per minute player, excellent steals guy, at least can give you, um, you know, some good numbers there. So uh, if nothing else, he's a steals specialist, um, but does have potential to sort of break out even further. Next guy here, another second year guy, Benedict Matherin, who um, I'm... I'm pretty keen on this season. I think that he is someone that the, the biggest uh, impressive thing for Benedict Matherin is his uh, a free throw attempt rate in his rookie season. So if I just pull up his numbers here, I think he was second behind um, uh, Paolo Boncaro when it came to rookies and their free throw attempts per game, which is always a strong indicator for how well they're going to succeed on the offensive side of the floor. So last season, he averaged 5.8 free throw attempts per game, converting them at 83%, which is really, really positive. That's, a, that's his by far his best category. And I think, you know, going into his second season, he can build on that for sure. I do expect him at this point to start um, next to Atari's Halliburton and a Bruce Brown. I'm projecting Buddy Heal to move to the bench. By no means is that confirmed, but I do think that that's likely the way they go. He played 28 and a half minutes um, last year. I think he can push that to 31, 32 minutes this season. Again, we often see that field goal percentage bump from year one to year two. So if he can do that, increase his usage, increase his free throw attempt rate through more minutes, uh, more scoring, more threes, I think there's a pretty easy scenario for me to see him get a significant bump in his second year. Um, Now, he's not going to give you much else outside of scoring threes, a little bit of assists. We would love to see his um, steals kind of come up and and that be a bit bigger part of his game. Um, We do want those threes to come up, maybe a decent amount. So he averaged 1.3 threes. If you can get that over 2, 2 2.1, 2.2 threes per game, then you're really starting to look at someone who can be close to a top 100 uh, range guy. But it really is that free throw percentage and that free throw volume, which is extremely hard to find. And especially at 148 on Yahoo!, that's definitely someone I'd be happy to take you know, 20, 30 spots higher just because of that uniqueness alone and, and no one else in, in this range will be able to provide that for you. Um, so yeah, for that reason and that reason alone, I think he's definitely a late round deep sleeper that you should keep an eye on with the upside for him to do even more. This next guy here is a little bit of a, a weird one because I, I'm not a big believer in him. I don't think he's um, a, a great player, but... He still scores a lot, and as much as I don't think he's going to be starting, I could be wrong, and they could move someone like a Jeremy Sohan or uh, a Trey Jones or even a Zach Collins to the bench, and he might keep his starting job. Now, last season, he was the 158th-ranked player in a nine-cat setting. Um, again, better than that in a minus one because you're punting his blocks or his field goal percentage. This season, you've got Wemby there. The usage will go down, but maybe that means his field goal percentage goes up. He's still probably going to get you close to 20 points per game, which is definitely valuable, um, especially this late in the draft. Like we kind of said with Benedict Matherin, his free throws. The points here for Keldon Johnson um, are, are definitely are definitely valuable. Now, I'd probably go a Matherin over a Keldon Johnson just because of that free throw uniqueness. But again, you can get you know, nearly two threes, um, two, two and a half, three assists, five rebounds is, is probably easy enough to expect or, or, or um, get from him. The field goal percentage, you might hope that with Wemby there and, and everyone just getting a little bit better, that, that it improves a little bit. It's not quite the drain that it was last season. So at rank 150, I think that's fine. Um, now, if we start to see him starting in the preseason games, then you might even want to boost him up and take him as one of your uh, last starting spots if you really do need those points. But again, at 150, as much as I don't really like him as a player or, or, or think he's a valuable fantasy player, he is someone that should definitely be drafted. And um, if nothing else, just for the points value. But again, I don't necessarily think the upside is super sky high, but he does have some usefulness. Um, let's go. And before we talk about these next guys here, just a reminder that ballboysmba.com is open and available. If you want to check out, a lot of people have been asking me where, where can I, where can you find my rankings, my projections, uh, for points, categories? It is at ballboysmba.com. So go over and check that one out, guys. Subscribe either as a silver or platinum membership to get access to those. I'm very close to finishing my dynasty, uh, rankings, which will be coming out, which will be top 250. 
uh, Dynasty Category League rankings with comments about every single player, their strengths and weaknesses, um, and, and everything like that all included. That will be updated throughout the entire season. I'm hoping to do maybe an update at least once a month. I, I don't want to overreact to a lot of things, but maybe just some little movements here and there right up until the next year's draft. And even you guys who are Platinum members can get my early thoughts on um, Dynasty Rookie rankings before anyone else when the draft happens um, there. So go and check that one out, guys, at ballboysmba.com. All right. This next guy here just is crazy to me because he was already ranked pretty far back. And then in the latest adjustment over on Yahoo, Yusuf Nurkic went back to rank 160. I actually tweeted this one out because I was that surprised. 160 for Yusuf Nurkic. Now, last season on a nine-category ranking, he was 122nd per game. But again, that's a big... That's dragged down a fair bit by his free throw percentage. He also turns the ball over a decent amount for a center. So in a minus one setting, he's much more valuable than this. I'm not like a huge fan of Yusuf Nurkic by any stretch, but again, he's going to be the starting center on this team. There's no one really to take those minutes away from him at the moment. Um, You know, there's no trade outside of maybe a Claxton coming onto Portland that really threatens his minutes um, so I think he's going to be in there. He's going to at least play 28 minutes per night. Again, he might take a small step back from last year as they prioritize some of those young guys, but he's going to get you rebounds. He, he He's a decent assist guy for a center, get you close to a block per game, decent enough field goal percentage. It's nothing exciting, but 160, like, that's a layup, man. That is absolutely just... Easy money when it comes to value. My minus one projects him have him closer to the 100 ranked mark. So again, I don't think he's going to be cracking top 70, top 60 value or anything like that. But 160, um, you know, you only draft 156 players in a 13 man, 12 uh, 12 player league on fantasy basketball. So if you were to draft the top 156, he does he goes undrafted, which I think is just insane. So I think he's definitely someone that I'd be happy to draft as my final or even second to last um, starting man, you know, my eighth guy, sorry, my ninth guy, my tenth guy in my team. I think that's fine. If you are looking for those big man stats, don't worry too much about the free throw percentage. Um, look, he's not going to hit you threes or score many points, but rebounds, field goal percentage, decent enough assists from a big guy. Uh, I think that's all reasonable. So um, whilst I'm not a huge fan of Nurk, like I'm not targeting him anywhere, but at 160, that's just, that's gone way too far in my opinion. So he's he's definitely a sleeper if you're going by the rankings. This next guy here, again, I'm not a huge fan of, but 161 on Yahoo, Patrick Williams, I think is is going too low because, I mean, I would hope that Patrick Williams has at least a secure role um, as this starting power forward for the Chicago Bulls. He's a decent enough uh, defensive stat guy. So average 0.9 steals and 0.9 blocks last season in 28 minutes a night. If you can nudge that up to 30, 31 minutes, you could see that being one and one. And then if there's just any improvement in his um, aggressiveness or usage, it's slowly, slightly ticked up from 14 the year before to 16 in terms of his usage. Again, if we see another small step forward getting to 17 or 18, that instead of that being 10 points per game, it can be 12 or 13 points per game. Maybe that means he's shooting maybe an extra half a three per game as well. It's, it's Again, it's not exciting stuff. But at 161, that is, uh, again, that's not being drafted in 13 um, uh, roster sizes of 13 players in a 12-team league. So I don't think that's correct. The good thing about Patrick Williams is that he's a young player. He was one of the youngest in his draft class. He's 22. So at any point, fourth-year breakout could be a possibility. But the other thing that helps him is that, Again, we can double-check this when, when the season and preseason starts, but he's got a secure role. So you don't necessarily have to worry about him beating someone in training camp or you know, waiting for him to eventually get going, and, and you might have to put up with months of shit performances like a lot of the rookies do. I think you should get at least top 110, top 120 value from the beginning with the upside that he goes top 100, top 90. I don't think it's much higher than that, but again... Top 90 from 160, there's 70 70 spots of value there. Um, So I do think that he's getting slapped on a little bit here, as is this next guy, Ben 
Simmons. Now, before you guys say that I'm being a biased Australian, well, first of all, if you know anything about Australians and their relationship with Ben Simmons, we don't like Ben Simmons. <laughs> we don't we don't like the fact that he hasn't come and played for our national Australian team in a long, long time, and he says he's going to do it every year, and he never does. We don't we don't like that. So. So Ben Simmons is not the most popular player in Australia right now. So by no means am I biased because of that. I do think that Ben Simmons is a decent player when he is asked to do what he is good at. Now, is he ever going to be a 20 points per game guy? No. Is he going to drop threes like he does every preseason when he's shooting alone in the gym against nobody? No, he's not going to do that. Don't get fooled by those videos. But the talk is that he is going to be the starting point guard in Brooklyn. When he is the starting point guard, he is someone that can give you value in fantasy basketball. Now, um, last season, in starting games, he averaged 28 minutes, put up 7 points, 6 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 1.5 steals, 0.6 blocks, and 55% from the field. Now, you look at that and you go, oh my god, 7 points? Like, what are we doing? But... Draymond averages seven points and he's getting drafted in the top eight. Oh, sorry, sorry, not top eight, the top um, 80 or 90. Like that's where he's going. But Ben Simmons, in my opinion, probably has higher upside than a, than a guy like Draymond. Um, he's younger, obviously. And we've seen him be an all-NBA player before. Now, I'm not expecting him to go back to averaging 14, 16 points per game. But he doesn't need to. That's not what you're drafting Ben Simmons for. You're drafting Ben Simmons because he's a good rebounder. He gets good assists. He gets amazing steals. He gets a decent amount of blocks for a guy who can sit in your point guard position. And he's a great from the field. So 55, 56% from the field. Those combinations of stats are very difficult to get all in one player. And so again, when we talk about minus one rankings versus nine category rankings, he projects a lot better in that type of scenario because if you put him on a specific team, either you're punting points or you're punting threes or free throw percentage or all three, in that situation, he's pretty bloody good because he does a lot of the things that a lot of the other big guys in those builds don't do in the assists and steals, but he still helps your field goal percentage. He still contributes to the rebounds. So a player like Ben Simmons... Now, you don't draft him anywhere near the top 100. You don't do that. I mean, actually, in some situations, I don't mind it. But ideally, you're getting him outside the top 120. And he has the potential to be top... Like, we talk about Paul Reed before. Like, he and Paul Reed are two guys that in this rankings are probably up the top of the guys that I believe in in terms of upside. These guys can really contribute and really do a lot of things for a fantasy team that a lot of them just don't... A lot of these other players just don't have the capability to. But a player like Ben Simmons is elite in a number of different categories. Assists, steals, um, you know, he's, again, great rebounder for a guard, great field goal percentage for a guard, decent blocks for a guard. So all of these things you just won't really find with a lot of these other guys. So of this list, Ben Simmons is probably one of my favorites just because of the uniqueness and the upside of him. But I am... Obviously, wary the fact that he sucked last year. That is not debatable. He, he wasn't good. But even if he can get back to sort of like 80% of what he was, then I think he can be a massive steal for um, for fantasy basketball leagues. I will, I will just say, last thing before we move on for Ben Simmons, I've got him projected to roughly 10 points per game. And in a nine-category ranking, that projection is probably down closer to the 150 mark. But in a minus one setting, when you are punting, now for him, his worst category in my projections, if I just have a look here, is it, it is his free throw percentage by a, a decent margin than his threes. But if you're punting free throw percentage, in his minus one ranking, he probably is a top 90, top 85 player. So there's a big discrepancy between his minus one ranking and his nine category ranking. So again... When everyone looks at his ranking on Yahoo when the season starts and it's like 160, but he's putting up, you know, six, seven, one and a half, 55% from the field, then just remember those rankings have a have a place in different scenarios. So that's that's all I'll say with that one. But again, don't go too high, but he has definitely a lot of use in certain builds. This podcast is going to go for ages. I'm taking way too long. Let's keep going. Our next guy here, Stephen Adams, talking about poor free throws. Stephen Adams is a guy that I think is slam dunk value at 175 on Yahoo. The reason he's there is because he sucks at shooting free throws. But again, 
minus one rankings. Who gives a shit? Punt the punt the category. He, um, again, the difference between his nine category ranking and his minus one ranking. So if you are in a head to head league, it's just enormous. It's it's nearly a hundred spots difference in my projections. Um, and he's a guy that. 11 rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, 58% from the field. Like These are all numbers that he can do. Sure, he won't score, he won't hit three. Similar to like Ben Simmons kind of a type, but he's got a guaranteed role. He's extremely important for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. He's um, We've seen, obviously, the slander that Jaron Jackson Jr. got at the World Cup playing center. Steven Adams is going to be locked into a 28 to 30 minute a night uh, or, or maybe even more um, role in um, over at Memphis. And he's going to just keep doing what he does. So he is definitely a guy that needs to be drafted in every single league. If you are the league, if you are the team that is punting free throw percentage, you've got a guaranteed sleeper, high upside guy for where you can get him um, at the back end of your draft who can give you the same amount of rebounds that someone like uh, Nikola Vucevic can give you, if not more rebounds, and he's going to give you better field goal percentage, more blocks and steals, um, similar levels of assists. Sure, he won't score and hit the free throws, but if you're punting free throws, who cares? So that's why a player like him jumps up a whole lot when we're talking about minus one rankings there as well. Next guy here, Jalen Suggs. Um, probably one, again, We've talked about a few of these guys that I don't believe in quite as much, but Jalen Suggs, I don't necessarily think his upside is sky high. I still can see a world where he really jumps out and improves a whole lot going into his third NBA season, but just the convoluted backcourt in Orlando gives me pause. I don't know if that shooting's ever going to come around, but he's a great defender. He can give you assists and steals. Um, again, assists hard to find later in drafts. Maybe he can just get the percentages enough that they're not going to absolutely kill you. Again, in minus one rankings, he he works out a little bit better because of the fact that you can punt those categories. But again, we still got to remember that this guy is a young is a young player. He's still getting better. He was a top five pick. I was a fan of him in his NBA draft, which is maybe why I'm clinging on to hope a little bit longer. So I could be I could be clinging on to hope a little bit longer than maybe I should have. But I think when you've only got Gary Harris kind of in front of you, I don't think Anthony Black's going to be pressing too much of his time early on. Maybe that happens faster than I'm giving it credit for, but I think he's at least worth a punt. And at 184, you take him with your last pick, and I think it's you could definitely do worse. Uh, next one here, Amen Thompson. I really like the Thompson twins. I'm a big, big fan. Uh, Amen Thompson is ranked at 186 on Yahoo!, I am not letting a man get undrafted in any of my leagues. He is someone that I'm absolutely targeting with my last one to three picks of the draft, uh, especially with shit bloke uh, Kevin Porter Jr. being um, no longer a part of this team's ro- roster or rotation or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think that definitely helps a man Thompson. He's going to force his way into bigger minutes earlier, I think. Now, again, he's not going to score a whole lot, but... A player who can get you sort of four to five rebounds, four to five assists per game, 1.1 to 1.4 steals per game. He can maybe get you half a block. The field goal percentage, I don't think it's going to be as rough as his brother Asar. He was actually a really elite finisher at the rim um, for the G League, not the G League, like for overtime elite. Uh, and I, you can definitely see that with his creative finishing and things like that. So I think the field goal percentage for a rookie guard is actually not going to be as bad as a lot of those other guys. And he's not going to be, I think, a high usage player. So even if it is poor, it's not going to hurt you all that much. Free throw percentage... Won't be very good, but again, hopefully that's on low attempts. I just really am interested to see what a man can do. I really rate his ability and his talent, so definitely someone I'm not letting escape. Um, I'm not leaving the draft without him at least being drafted by somebody because if it's not by someone else, it's going to be by me. Next guy here, again, a guy I seem to get on a lot of these mock drafts, Jalen Johnson. A um, little bit less confident with him compared to a man because I don't know if his talent, you know, forces his way onto the starting roster like Amen does. But again, you've got Sadiq Bey, you've got um, DeAndre Hunter kind of as the two guys in front of him at the three and the four. And I think that he can he can just impact a basketball game more than those guys, in my opinion. Um, 
do they share the same opinion at Atlanta? Do they obviously he can't shoot very well, which when you put a Kongu and Klinkapel out there as well, that does present some issues. So um, you might not want to cross those guys as much as you you maybe would hope to with his talent level. But again, he's a good per minute guy, not quite as dominant as a Paul Reed, but in that same type of vein, steals, blocks, rebounds, field goal percentage, he can pass a little bit as well. So the assists aren't too bad for his position. Um, but obviously I'm less confident in him than a Paul Reed. But again, at 199, you're getting 50 spots of value versus Paul Reed. Doesn't quite have the hype that a Paul Reed does. So for someone who has... I wouldn't say the similar level of upside, but in that kind of realm, um, Jalen Johnson is definitely someone to keep an eye on at 199. Next guy here, Josh Richardson, 202 on Yahoo. Again, not a super high upside kind of play, but at 202, he's yeah, he's way down the board. But I think he could start for uh, Miami in uh, Miami a couple of seasons ago, or a few seasons ago. He was a top 70 player. He's obviously older now and not not the same player that he once was, but I really don't really see an uh, uh, who would they start over Josh Richardson. Like it's it's pretty like despite whether there's a little trade or not, I think he's there regardless. Now again, I don't think he really has much further upside. I don't think he really can be a top 100 player, but could he be a top 120 guy? Yeah, I think that's definitely definitely a possibility. Um, so, again, last pick, or if you're in a deeper 14-team league guy, he, he definitely is someone that should definitely be considered. And at 202, I, I think that's too low. Like, he was 164 last season in 23 and a half minutes. I think he's getting more than that this year. I think he's probably getting 27, 28 minutes a night. So, again, that probably pushes him up to about that 120, 115 kind of range. Um He's pretty even across the board. Rebounds are pretty poor on field goal percentage. So, again, probably more suited to that smaller punting build. But, again, at this point of the draft, you're just looking for guys who are going to be out on the court. Um, and he will be doing that, I think. Two more guys. The other Thompson twin, Asar Thompson, 222. Now, since the KPJ news, I think that the, the difference between these guys are a lot closer. In fact, I might even want a men Thompson over Asar Thompson at this stage. But I think you could draft these guys back-to-back, basically. They're actually quite similar. I think you're going to get more, um, maybe some more scoring from Asar. The field goal percentage, I think, is going to be rougher. I don't think it's going to be quite as good. Maybe some more defensive stats slightly, although they're both really good at, at getting those defensive stats. I think he is probably more likely to start earlier than a man. But I don't think it's by much anymore, and I think the end result in terms of their minutes will be pretty similar. Um, so I still probably lean Asar Thompson as the guy, the Thompson twin I pick first, just because I, I'm I'm still a little bit more confident in him getting playing time and, and getting big playing time early compared to a men, but it is much closer than I thought before. So again, Asar Thompson not leaving any draft without being um, drafted by someone. And if it's not someone else, it's me. Uh, I just really, really think that their talent is super high and um, good fantasy translations. I lied. We've still got two more. Keontae George, another rookie, 256. Could he start for Utah? I doubt it, but he could. There's a possibility there. They are really lacking some playmaking uh, ability in Utah. They're positioning at the two guard and the one guard uh, is a little bit weird. So Keontae George is definitely someone that you can just take a flyer on. Again, I'm less confident with this one. Rookie guards often do suck, but sometimes you get someone like a Donovan Mitchell or a Shea Gildas-Alexander or one of these guys that both times, uh, weirdly enough, were drafted at a similar kind of spot to Keontae George, uh, and they just come out and surprise people. He, he played really well at Summer League. He was a standout there. So, again, watch him in preseason, and if there's any hype about him starting at all, I think he could definitely shoot up at a 256. That's very, very low for him. I'd, I'd probably rather him than a Brandon Miller, for example, uh, because I think there's probably more of a pathway for him to be influential in his rookie season. And then the last guy here, which I nearly didn't didn't have because I, I didn't scroll far, and, and um, I just... Was, I kept scrolling and kind of flicking through going, oh, there's probably not anyone more here. But Jeremy Sohan is at 345 on Yahoo. Like, what are we doing? Um, what did he What did he actually rank last year? He had to be better than this. Uh, but Jeremy Sohan is someone that, again, 
might not start, but he, he might start. If I was running the team, he, he would start, and he would play decent minutes. Last year, he was 242, so we expect him to lose 100 ranking points in his second season. Um, I, I don't get that one at all. Uh, so I think that he's a guy that definitely can improve. We talk about field goal percentage jumps from year one to year two. I think that that definitely can apply for Sohan. We've seen him you know, do those stupid-looking one-handed free throws, but what that tells me is that this guy's willing to work on his game. He's willing to improve his game no matter what, which I think personally is a really good sign. So I think he's going to improve. He's still only 20 years old, a young player. He, 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 he gives me some... I like his game. He's got a quite a unique stat set, some rebounds, assists, steals. He can probably maybe even hit a three this season. The field goal percentage, again, like we said, maybe get up, gets up to sort of 47% instead of 45 in his rookie season. The free throw percentage did steadily improve. The last two months, he hit 75% from the free throw line. Um, and obviously, that was a point of emphasis for him. So he did improve that. The results were there. Um, so... Yeah, I just think that, yeah, it's 345. Like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, that's, you're not drafting him. Like, that's going undrafted in a 30 team league where you're drafting 300 players for 10 roster spots. So, again, if you're in the basketball championship 30, and hopefully you've tuned out by now, um, but Jeremy Sohan would, if you just went in the top 300, he would not get drafted in a league like that, which I think is crazy. He is definitely someone that I'm willing to take a flyer on in standard leagues with my last or second last pick and just sort of, see what happens. All right. Well, there's a lot of players, guys, for you to take as a flyer with your last three to four picks in your draft and some of them that have some sky-high upside as deep sleepers. And if some of them hit and hit big, it can go a long way to winning your league um, in fantasy basketball this season. So let me know down in the comment section below if you think I've missed anyone. Chances are I might have, but definitely make sure you guys are subscribed. Give this video a big old thumbs up. If you want to check out all of my rankings and projections, head over to ballboysmba.com and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.